Minefields. My name is Joshua Michael, my good buddy Tom here, and we are pleasured to be in the presence of Mr. Jimbo Lucas. What's going on, brother? Hey, not a lot, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks, no, thanks for being for, here. Yeah, thanks for being here. We were, we were happy you reached out to us. Um, we are on a mission to put over Colorado Springs Wrestling in every single way, and we've got the grandpappy. Oh, man. Well, you know, it. It's 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 an honor uh, to to be in that position. It's not necessarily something you look for, but when when all of a sudden you realize you're kind of you're the lead guy in the area, you, you know you gotta you gotta take that thing and, and realize that there's a lot of responsibility that goes along with it, and, and just do the best you can with it. Um, and it's absolutely an honor uh, for me. Uh, just man, it's it's amazing to have such good professional wrestling going on right here in the Springs. You know, at a, at a point where, you know, I might be in the twilight of my career. I don't know. You know, you see a lot of fantastic. Hey, man, listen, you see a lot of fantastic wrestlers that, you know, look at what Jericho's doing at the age of 48. Yep. Amazing. DDP didn't start till he was 35. That's that's correct, man. And, and the fact that, you know, he put together what he put together with yoga and, and modified it uh, basically to, to fit a professional wrestler's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, that is is adding years to a lot of bodies, um, and I gotta I gotta be honest. I you know I, I gotta add a little bit more of that into my regimen, uh, but that's something I'm I'm working on because you know, Lord willing, maybe I'll be one of those 50 year old plus guys um, that are that are out there just you know whooping those youngsters <laughs> you know and 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 hanging with 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 the young kids when a lot of times you don't. You don't think that these old men are going to hang with the young kids, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, uh, I am the provider, uh, if you guys know who that is. Definitely. Um, up in Denver, you know, he, he was quoted as saying this is not an old man. This is a young man's business. This isn't an old man's business. And for the I'm most part, so that's sure for the most that. part, it, it depends. It depends on the individual. you got to take care of yourself. Right. You absolutely, if, if you see somebody, a man or a woman, who continues to take care of themselves they will continue to get better um barring significant injuries i mean i think there there can come a point where a major injury you know you can be a young man and and just be completely done oh yeah i want to go back to ddp i want to go back to ddp and what you said about jericho a lot of people don't know this but jericho had the same injury that stone cold had the same injury that Shawn michaels had uh neck wise and he was about to do the the surgery, you know, the the, the fusion. Okay. Uh, and uh, before he did it, DDP actually reached out to him and said, "Wait, hold on, just give me a month." And no surgery. That's why Jericho is so good now. He didn't have to go through the surgery. He saved his neck. I know. He saved his back. I know he had. I didn't know anything about uh, neck issues, but I know his back was toast. Toast. His back was toast. Um, and so you know at. 46 years old, you know, I'm an electrician outside of being a professional wrestler. That's your shoot job? So that's my shoot job. Yeah. Um, and a lot of times, it depends on 
on what you're doing, but typically you're going up and down a ladder throughout the day. You know, uh, the company I was most recently with, um, shoot here, I, you know, I just got laid off, but I anticipate on being back to work pretty quick. Hey, sip of coffee for the working man. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, but I'm up and down a ladder a lot, um, doing a lot of uh, commercial remodel stuff, and you're working in the ceiling all the time. So up and down a ladder, lugging stuff around, that's hard on the back. Throw the wrestling in, you know. Mm -hmm. Like my previous boss, and you know, every time we talk about wrestling, because uh, because they came to see a couple of shows, he's like, man, I don't know how you can do it, you know. And he's he's in his fifties and and doing his best to stay in shape, and he's like, no, I have no clue on how you can do all that. And at the end of the day, we got You got to take care of yourself. Um, how do you take care of yourself? Um, nowadays, my overall regimen is nutrition-wise, it's intermittent fasting. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, my sister swears by it. I, I swear by it, and it goes against a lot of what has been ingrained in our brains for decades. You know, you know, I got involved Breakfast, with breakfast, lunch. Well, and, and depending yeah. on what you are doing athletically, you know, I had that mindset where you need to eat five or six times a day every three ish hours. Right. The, the, um, the keep with the protein, as, keep as the a, muscles going. Right. As yeah. a because you need to not let your muscles starve, you need to keep your metabolism going and all of that stuff. And um, a coworker had started it and he said that, that George St. Pierre was doing it. And I found George St. Pierre interview, sitting down with um, Joe Rogan. Nice. And, and all of a sudden I was like, you know what? If a guy at that level doing what he does, um, and he's an older guy now, you know, but I mean, he's in as good a shape as he's ever been. You know, you're talking about the guy that had three heart attacks or two heart attacks. Uh, or no, that was a different interview he did. Hmm. Uh, sorry, I oh, St. Pierre, yeah, one of those guys, the MMA guy. What's his name? It was like two weeks ago, and huh. about that sort of exactly what you're talking about. Um, well, I haven't heard about that, but I know he was having some kind of health issue. I didn't think it was related to his heart, um, but at the time, anyway, whatever other outside health issue he had was clearing up because it, it does more than just control your calories and, and control your insulin and and all of that stuff once you get into that fasting range your your hormones the levels change you know your growth hormone will increase right um for a period of time so as long as you're getting your calories in throughout the day and your nutrients in throughout the day that's what matters mm -hmm. doesn't matter how you break it down and if you have them too close together in a, in a certain range, um, you're not going to get that benefit out of it. So I decided it. I might as well try it, and that's all I did. That's the only nutritional change I made. How does it make you feel? Um, you you will go through periods like in the morning because I don't eat before 9:30 a.m. Okay. And I usually have my last meal in the four o'clock range. What's your fast time? I mean, what's the? It's in the 17 hour range. Okay. So. The stereotypical um, window would be 16 and 8. You know, you got the big 16-hour window, and then you got the little 8-hour eating window. Right. I'm around 17 and 7. But if I can go up to 18 and 6, it depends on my day-to-day -day, um, schedule, I guess. So on a regular work day, I'm, I'm running about 17 and 7. How's it improved you in the ring? Um, just... I, I dropped about 25 pounds. Good thing, bad thing? I, all body fat. So I was, um, 
I'm not necessarily going to give total shoot mm -hmm. weights, um, but, you know, people realize that sometimes um, we may embellish a little bit with our, our body weight. Nowadays, it does get closer to the shoot range of a lot of times when, when guys give their weight, their height and their weight. Right, it's, right. Not, it's not like the old days where you're embellishing your height by four inches and yeah, your weight by 50 pounds. Because Kane isn't seven foot tall. <laughs> <laughs> no, but... but uh, he's probably what at least six nine. Yeah, he's up there. But even so, then, like they, they always book him a lot, lot, lot leaner, a lot meaner, a lot yeah. taller. But let's talk about CSW, man. Uh, oh yes, uh, absolutely. Colorado Springs Wrestling. Uh, like I said earlier, um, he actually coined this uh, when I let him know that you reached out. He's like, Grandpappy of Colorado Wrestling? Like, <laughs> are you serious? And I'm like, uh, Yeah, uh, this is happening. We got to get this done. Uh, uh, tell us about the history of uh, Colorado Springs Wrestling. So Colorado Springs Wrestling, um, for those of you that don't know, was CSW was founded by Christopher Chavez Sr., who is no longer with us. Um, he passed away early in 2018. Yes, sir. Um, and now CSW is run by his his um, widow, Susan. She's beautiful, and, and she's such a sweetheart. She's the coolest person. Um, my wife, um, they, they're like, they're... I won't, I won't say they're besties, you right. know, because everybody's got their own set of yeah. besties, but we still have, like, a nice little group. Business-wise. Like yeah, man, to, to have, like, wrestling wives get to actually be legitimate friends and, and all of that, it, it's, a, it's a nice thing. It's a nice thing to have happen. Um, so Chris was, was the founder, um, and ultimately Chris had moved to Colorado from San Antonio, Texas. Gotcha. And Chris was a referee up in Denver for Primo's. And basically thought to himself, why is there not good wrestling in the Springs? There hasn't been wrestling in the Springs since Asylum Championship Wrestling closed its doors around, I don't remember if it was 2010 or 2014 or something like that. ACW was around for about 10 years. And then after that, nothing. And thankfully, all of those hardcore wrestling fans that used to love the ACW days were jonesing. We're jonesing for wrestling to come back to the Springs. Where, where were they putting it on? Because right now we're doing it in bars. Uh, well, you guys are doing it in bars. I just the Hillside Community there. Center was was the main um, venue for CSW, um, with you know a couple of spots here and there. Which the playing field was one of those little here and there spots. Um, but then sometimes logistics just have to take precedent, I guess, with your current situation. So all in all, the playing field financially is the best thing for CSW. It's a great venue. Uh, it's it's a cool, it's a very cool venue. So the service fun. there is great. Like, man, we're talking, you get your beer, you get your drink right away. The, the crowd is a wrestling crowd, but they're also not too much of a wrestling crowd that it makes it too rowdy. I love the fact that kids are there having yeah. a good yes. time. The, yeah. the, I remember the first Running time I went. Ring. Exactly, it's exactly. Uh, one of the wrestlers was shooting on one of the kids, man. It was great. And the kid was standing up to him, finger pointing. And, 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 and I was so jealous of the kid. I remember when Stone Cold was talking about uh, seeing his first uh, match with his mom that took him to a show. And he's like, Mom, Mom, why isn't that cop helping out Dusty? <laughs> and, and and he believed it, and like and right. that th that sort of thing, like why you take your kids to Disneyland uh, when they're children, so they really feel they're meeting, you know, Mickey Mouse, that sort of thing. But that's that's neither here nor there. Right. Well, bit, no, yeah, but I think I think we all get. Yeah, I mean, there's there's 
all sorts of different parallels and, mm-hmm. and ultimately it's about that life experience right. that you're getting. So no, it's, it's absolutely CSW, uh, cause there's two great promotions here in town, but CSW has always strived to have every event be family friendly, right? Family friendly, all ages welcome kids welcome so even though it's at the bar and it's not the most ideal situation for every family right right um the hope is is that you know we'll be able to show hey you still can bring your kids um and we anticipate there will be events still at at hillside Mm -hmm. because hillside is is just it's a full-size gymnasium bigger and you can raise the ring you can it's we well it would be so the the ring that you see get used at um, the playing field is a 16 foot low boy. Gotcha. The, the the ring that you would see at the hillside is a full sized 18. 18. So two different rings, um, full size ring for the big enough venue. Um, so in some situations, if if you have a big enough place, you want that full sized ring. Well, um, well, let's talk about Jimbo. How did you yeah. How did you become involved with Colorado Springs Wrestling? Um, so all of a sudden, I just heard the uh, the promoter up in Denver. Uh, with Primos talking about, you know, Chris starting up something down here, and I was like, dude, I how do I get involved? And uh, and he just he just pointed me toward Chris, and then the rest was history. And thankfully, at the time, for those of you who um, haven't been following CSW this entire time, so there are we got a hardcore group of fans that have been following CSW the whole time. Um, sometimes we dub them the super fans. Mm-hmm. We've got a group called the super fans. Um, and, but ultimately, the super fans get clumped into a group that I just call the CSW faithful. Um, and is, that, is that what we call them? The, you know, there's the Lucha Underground. Well, uh, you know, that's, I, I, w- I would like to see it catch on, but personally, that's, that's what I call them, the CSW faithful. And, and not everybody can make every single event because right. that's just life. But by and large, you see these folks at... 90 plus percent of the events um, and they will remember that Jimbo came into CSW as the convict not hard knocks so in a, in a shoot um, and, a, and a lot of folks actually know this I was locked up for over 11 years so I sometimes you see wrestlers come up with these characters that are completely opposite of their real life personality um we were a little bit apprehensive to actually ask you about that um, we appreciate you bringing it up that, that sort of openness is, is very much appreciated um, how did it affect your character uh, how did it affect your life uh well you know it depends everybody who's in that situation has a choice to make you know and i i I decided that I wanted to focus on my faith and my family and find positive programs because as bad as it can be, as bad as you can mess up, the system has good programs. If you decide to get into those programs, you can, you can be all institutionalized and be a tough guy and, and whatever and stay away from that stuff, or you can just be proactive. You can get a college degree. You can get your GED, whatever it is that you need to better yourself for when you get out. All of that stuff is available. So I didn't do a whole lot of stuff. I worked as an electrician for a while. I was uh, I finished up my time the last few years as a chaplain's clerk, um, and I was involved with. If, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yes, sir. 
So that program, it's a book. Right, it's a book. It's a really famous it, book. Yeah. It's a program that that um, companies can send employers employees to. Yeah, I've been that, I've been involved with a with a. It's usually a lawyer that made us read that. Okay, well, a lot of times you you can have like what would wind up being like a crash course, um, weekend class, where you're in class going through the habits instead of just reading it chapter by chapter. You go through the whole thing. Well, they they tweaked it a little bit in prison, um, and just added elements that as a as an inmate or a convict, you know, you might find a little more difficult, like, like thinking win-win, and you know, seeking first to understand, and then seeking to be understood, and, and that whole element. Because sometimes the win-win might come down to, you know, convicts and staff, and a lot of folks don't, you know, they don't want to put themselves in somebody else's shoes or, or whatever. So it's something that the staff was was involved with. Um, folks, if, if it was at your facility, you could get involved with it as well. And then once you got through the course, as long as you're still at that facility, you can continue as a core member and then kind of be like a, a co-facilitator. Right, like, a, like an advocate for the other, for the other kinda, uh, convicts kinda to, to a little help bit improve of, themselves. Right, and it, kind of a teacher's aid to a degree, but a co-facilitator. So all of a sudden you would have a, a, a group leader who was a fellow convict who had already been through the course and and knew it and and was also helping to stu do stuff uh, within the group because we would have you know just group discussions and you sit there at the end of each each uh, class and, and just discuss stuff so um, yeah so I wound up being involved with that for like three years as well. That's amazing. And how much did that change your life, or how did that have an effect on you know your future as a wrestler? Um, at the time, I didn't know. I didn't know if I would get back into wrestling or not. You know, because I didn't know, you know, the fact that I was getting older. Initially, I thought that being away from the bumps, mm -hmm. that the body would heal up and all of that. And I realized, guess what? Once you get to a certain stage, that arthritis still kicks in. Yeah. You know, and if you're not careful, you still re-injure an old injury. You aggravate an old injury. So I had gone through... Um, re-aggravating a knee injury and a rotator cuff injury that I had suffered while I was wrestling before I ever got locked up. So in 2001, I had torn my knee and I let it heal on its own. Which one, ACL, meniscus, um, or full-blown? Uh, no, it wasn't full-blown, but it felt like it was full-blown. And it probably I probably needed a procedure, but I didn't have insurance. Right. So I immobilized it and continued to work shows. And nowadays, promoters... I don't, I don't believe that, that a good promoter is going to allow any of his workers to get in the ring and work a match with a completely immobilized, blown-out knee. That's something I wanted to bring up with you. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of big hubbub going on right now in the wrestling world because of AEW. There was a big announcement yesterday that the TV show is going to be on uh, uh, Turner. And I've been excited for it, not just from a fan's perspective, but because I know in my heart of hearts that... If anything happens to any of the wrestlers in AEW, that Cody, the Bucks, Tony Canal, they're not going to make them work hurt. They're also not going to punish them for getting hurt. And also, they know that their paychecks are not going to bounce, at, you know, as opposed to the old territory days. And that, that sort of faith in 
that organization has just got me just on fire, man. And then again, when they showed the AEW logo and it's fire, I'm like, that's how I feel, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, as far as I'm concerned, just there's so many great things coming about because AEW's on the scene now. So it's a, it's a new avenue for guys to get work um, in the belief that, you know, in the hope and the belief that, that Cody and, and whoever the upper management is booking isn't going to try to get you to come back too soon. There's a lot of, you know, new studies out that show what happens with concussions yeah. predominantly. So nowadays, you know, like Alexa Bliss has been on the shelf for a while, a while. because of concussions. Yeah. Um, Daniel Bryan was retired for a while because of concussions. Right. We had one of our local guys um, is on the shelf indefinitely because of concussions now. Which guy? Um, if you don't mind, is it okay to talk about? Uh, as far as I know, I uh, JC JC Payne suffered a, a major concussion a few months back, um, so his his wrestling status is in question. Hopefully, he's got a lot to offer the business um, outside of just in ring ability. So hopefully, we still see him doing something um, within the local wrestling community. Um, but you never know. Um, Sometimes you're one major bump away. If, if, if you conk your head, right. you, you blow something out. Um, you're one major major injury away from, from being done wrestling-wise, and, you know, that's not always the worst-case scenario. Right. So um, I, can, I can tell that to a degree WWE is more cautious with certain things, but at the same time you can tell, well... They're doing it kind of because they have to. They pick and choose. They kind of. They kind of. Well, and yeah, and you can, you know, and you can argue. Well, you know, this guy lost his chance, so you know, we're just going to put him back to work. But you know, he was going to make his run. He may or may not get another shot at a run. Now we'll see. That's a hard one. Yeah, it, it absolutely. Um, Mr. Anderson, back in the day, was in line for a major run, got injured. Never got it. He was he was in line. He was in line to, to get a world title at, at one point in time. Happened to Finn Balor. Happened to oh, Finn yeah. Balor. He was lost it real quick. He was the first one to have the uh, Universal Championship. Seth uh, blew out. It was a Rotator Cup, I think. And they, oh, he blew his. He he wound up getting. It was he shoulders blew his, or something. It was shoulders. Well, Finn, Finn's was was a, a show. Oh, you mean when he gave him that basically the buckle bomb into the in, rail? Into into the rail, and right. then he right. gets up. He still he still finishes the match, but then the next day on Raw, he comes out and and he relinquishes it. Okay, he had to. There's a 30 day rule, which again they pick and choose whatever. Right. You know, no one ever got their rematch. Kevin Owens, goddamn, that still pisses me off. But even then, um, <laughs> I feel like they punished him because he took a bump. And still finished the match, did his job, hurt, and they they buried him. They, they like he was he's Prince Devitt, like, and they they haven't done anything with him. And one of the things I really love about indie wrestling, especially everything here in Colorado, is I feel the trust within the boys backstage. We've actually had the pleasure of getting to go backstage and talk with the guys back there, right. and just chat and just have a good time. You know, uh, we've had a couple drinks, a couple puffs. We're we're fine. But that sort of trust, even they take care of each other, and that's how it's supposed to be everywhere you go. It probably isn't the way it is everywhere you go, right. which is sad. But um, my experience in Colorado is 
Um, you can definitively say that we take care. Well, you guys take care of the wrestlers, the boys. Right. Well, and 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 you have to because every every worker should be able to sit there and say, you know what, I'm going to trust you with my body. I I want you to take care of me so that I can continue because this is professional wrestling. The ultimate goal, and 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 this is a quote that Cowboy Johnny Mantell said. Um, I, I had the honor last summer to go down to um, Wichita Falls, Texas, mm-hmm. where the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame is. Right, right. And I tagged up with big guns. We weren't military muscle, per se, right. as, the, as the group, because um, we weren't, we weren't going to be fan favorites or baby faces right. at the time. And they felt like, you know, we're not going to bill you as military muscle. But that's what we were trying to put together. I mean, was, a, Wichita Falls is a military town. Like that, I, yeah, yeah, because there's a, I believe it's one of the Air Force bases, and that's how he originally got so close with Cowboy Johnny Mantell was because he was down there for like three months at the base, and then he was training um, at the Hall of Fame with Johnny Mantell because they have a school within there. Um, so we got to go down there and tag up against the Dirty Blondes. I don't know if you guys have yep. got to see the Dirty Blondes. Definitely. They're doing a lot of stuff with uh, MLW. Is, is it I major? Know. Yes, yeah. major league okay. wrestling. Yeah. yeah, they're with the stud stable. Yeah. They're a really good team. They are good. Um, so yeah, we got to go down there with them. And, and as I was getting ready to leave, and we were saying our goodbyes, and my wife was was thanking him, you know, for um, inviting me down to do that. Um, he he was talking about how it's his mission to support, you know, professional wrestlers and give them opportunities to be professional wrestlers because. As a professional wrestler, the ultimate goal to be a professional wrestler is to make a living in this in, the square in this industry yeah, in the as a professional circle, wrestling, yeah. make a living at it. Um, and a lot of us at this level, we're not making our living doing it. Maybe it's supplemental income, but a lot of us have a, a full-time job outside of wrestling. Right. Um, and, but and that's the ultimate goal. If it, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Ultimately. We're, we're still going out there and entertaining the fans, whether it's a 300-person crowd or a 30-person crowd, and we're still putting our bodies on the line. We're still trusting um, whoever we're in there with because they should be in the same boat. Agreed. You know, we want to we want to walk away. We're going to be beat up because this is this is a That's tough industry. Do. This this is a tough industry. You know, you um, and we're we're going to get beat up. But there's a difference between getting getting beat up, getting lumped up, and being injured. Right. Because there's a difference, you know, it goes back to the old uh, football coaches saying, you know, are you hurt or are you injured? Salt because, tablet. Because <laughs> you, can, you can play hurt. You can't. If yep. you're injured, you need to rest. Yep. Depending on the level of how much you're hurt, if you p- push through too much, you can wind up injured if you're not careful. Ultimately, you've got to take care of yourself, whatever your situation is. Now, while uh, we're still close to when you said it, Tell me about Big Guns, man, because when he went over to Afghanistan, the whole community was like, bless you. I've, I, people right. I know are not Christian are like, bless you, take oh, man. care of yourself. Uh, everyone's like, Big Guns did this for me, Big Guns did that for me. Tara's like, I love this guy, he did this for me. Uh, uh, Achilles, like, yeah, like, it was as... It was as if your own dad was going, that all these guys respected him that way. I grew up military. My dad went to Iraq back in, like, 2004, and the fact that he was... Everyone had nothing but good to say to him, but it wasn't just the, oh, he's a great guy, he's a nice guy. No, it was, he did this, and he made sure afterwards I was taken care of, 
uh, took care of me in the ring, uh, made sure I got right. my training done. Tell me about big guns. Well, and, and here's the thing, you know, ultimately for a lot of the youngsters, you know, big guns and, and to a degree, you know, I, I might fit this category as well. You know, we might be like your uncle or your dad in the business. You know, ultimately he's going to do everything he can to help you. He's going to call you on your stuff if he needs to, you know, um, because it, it ultimately for, for somebody to be able to progress in this industry, you need to be training. Right. You know, you need to understand the respect that this business um, deserves. Right. Um, there's a level of respect that has to be made within this business. Um, and so he made it a point to teach the youngsters respect and to let them know that, hey, you need to be training. And he was, he was one of the fundamental trainers. I've been considered the, the head trainer here in town mm -hmm. this entire time, although I don't personally consider myself to be the best trainer. It's, it's, it was, I think, by nature, and part of it was even Big Gun's decision. Maybe knowing that there was a chance he could get deployed or something, more than likely I'm the face that isn't going to be leaving. I'm, I'm the face that potentially isn't going to be wrestling from state to state for the most part. Typically, I'm going to be here in town. You're here to put sense. Colorado over. So, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old, and I've got a couple of kids, and, you know, if the right opportunity comes, I will absolutely take it. But I'm, I'm at a point in my life where, you know, if, if you're 27 years old and your roommate is another wrestler and it's within your budget to just get on the road and just take your shot and, and go wherever, you can do that. That's not something I can do. Right. You know, right. having said that, you know, you never know opportunities can absolutely land in your lap um, and, and if that were to happen and, and it's a situation where my family's still going to be taken care of and I can do that with wrestling that's the ultimate dream man mm -hmm. to just be able to take care of your family support your family with wrestling um, it is. <laughs> but but yeah and then real quick back to back to big guns you know yeah um, he's always in our prayers um, in our thoughts um, from what I can tell he's looking good I got to see one of his live feeds off of uh, the big guns page they had a vape shack or something on post there <laughs> can, and, can you tell our listeners what big guns page is so they can find it um, I believe it's just if, if you were on uh, Facebook and, and because I'm running off of I'm running a live feed off of my phone right now I can't bring stuff up um, as far as Facebook goes I believe his page is just big guns Justin Andrews so. Um, so if you have not uh, found it, um, and I know like me personally, if you Google Jimbo Lucas, all of my social media should come up. It does. My, <laughs> my, my YouTube channel should come up, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that should come up. Um, so I believe you should be able to do the same thing by just Googling Big Guns Justin Andrews. It's uh, facebook.com slash justinandrews43. Nice. Big Guns Justin Andrews. Uh, send him some love. Absolutely. Send him some love. Make sure he knows um, There are also links um, for, I believe it is through, oh my gosh. I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm spacing out. There's a, there's like a way to, to send care package stuff to him. Oh, Oh, well. And <clears throat> there's a link somewhere. I'm on his page right now. Keep talking. And yeah, so hopefully, hopefully you'll find it. And it's just it's wish list stuff. Um, and and I can't remember. It, it's either age or, or head injuries. Where sometimes I just I just I space I space stuff out. But but um yeah, if it, I know if you look hard enough, you will find wish list stuff through. It might be Amazon. 
Um, that makes sense. I want to say that there is wish list stuff through Amazon that he's put down there. And one of the easiest things to, to get is like complete cookies. Um, if you guys have seen the, the complete cookies, I can't remember the name brand, like nah. Lenny and something or something and Lenny huh. complete cookies, man. But, but they're like, they're these big old cookies with like 16 grams of, of protein and a bunch of fiber and they're vegan. Um, but like I, I live off of those things myself personally. He does as well. Um, so if nothing else, you know, go on there and send him some complete cookies um, and random, random assorted flavors. Let's so. talk about the school. Oh, absolutely. Let's talk about the school. What, for our listeners, uh, name? The Empower. The so uh, technically, I believe it's, it's called the Empower Pro Wrestling University, but on Facebook it may be called Empower Pro Wrestling School. Because as, as you may know, once you try to change the name of something on Facebook, yeah. they make you wait 30 days, and I know um, the owner was wanting it to be university but he had started with something else and then he right. was having hassles with with the facebook page um so it is within the empower training center 595 north murray i don't know the phone number offhand um but you can i know you can look either one up on facebook um the owner's name is eric lalone so ultimately jimbo is just a trainer you're you're you're, so a, you're a professor and there's a, i'm there's i am a, i am i'm a I'm the head trainer. Um, you need to just just go in, talk to Eric Lalone, um, and it is basically I want to say it's just mainly like a self-defense uh, facility, hmm. you know. And they've got a boxing ring that was already in place, um, and that's that's what we use uh, as far as training for professional wrestling. Because at the end of the day. Even though it might not be as ideal as getting in a, a regular wrestling ring, the ropes are slightly different. Right. There's not a lot of spring because it's it's uh, basically like judo pads. Mm-hmm. You had a question you about can, that. You can bump. You, you can still oh, bump yeah. off of that. Uh, so when you know normal uh, wrestling ring, back in the day we watched uh, what was that Tough Enough from yeah. WWE, and the one thing that I always thought was weird stuck out to me was how everyone showed those uh, rib marks from the ropes hitting the ropes. Oh, you're going to get that. It doesn't matter. Well, so WWE rings are rope, real rope, like the old, old-fashioned days. Yeah, Impact is uh, straight up metal. It's the, it's the Cable, wire. Cables. Cable, yeah. Yeah, so um, I was going to say there are a couple of uh, Denver promotions that run ropes as well. Um, I believe RMP and uh, New Era run ropes. CSW Iron Hills runs cables. Um, you can tell the old school. Yeah, you the old school, the old school ropes. You can see the old school wrestlers how they'll kind of lean into the side. Yeah. Um, and all of that, and you might see the marks there. If it's cables and it's cranked down, and you lean into the side and you catch one right between your ribs. Ooh. It, it's it's like somebody just just took a metal rod and just cracked you right between the ribs. Ouch. It hurts. So when I train somebody to run the ropes, um, I train them to hit the ropes flat. So because you're you're gonna you will still have welts across your back. Right. I mean, it's gonna, but it's you're gonna... not gonna get cracked in between your ribs. Mm-hmm. So you will still even get a burn sometimes across your back mm. compared to a lot of other stuff that you're gonna go through in the ring. That's pretty minimal. What sort um, of pressure does being a, the head trainer there put on you? Well, ultimately, you know, and, and I kind of, 
I got into it impromptu. Like I wasn't planning on being involved with the school yet. Mm -hmm. um, the original talks while Chris was still alive was he wanted to get a school going and he had started the talks with Empower. Um, and that, that was the plan is, you know what, do what you gotta do. If you get it going, I will help you however I can help you. If you get a building and we need my ring, um, cool, we can use my ring. Um, but I have my own ring, and it's actually my ring that, that gets used at uh, the playing field or um, the Union Station, depending on the promotion. The 16-foot low boy that you see currently in town um, is, is my ring, and it was set up in my backyard. Nice. So Who built it? <clears throat> no, it's, it it's a monster ring. It's just oh. a monster. Go to Monster Real Rings ring. and Cages, and, and you, awesome. can order, you can order every size of manageable. You can get, you can get the six-sided rings. You can get MMA cages every accessory possible that you can think of. All of that stuff is, is available uh, with Monster. And you will see some bigger indie promotions. Um, once you see a Monster and you see the square posts and all of that, all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's a Monster too. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, I can totally tell that's a Monster. Um, but yeah, no, I just, I was uh, traveling up to Denver um, and when, when I was figuring up my time, my gas money, my training fees, that I was paying monthly to basically train once a, a week. Um, I, I felt like it was the best option for me to just get my own ring, nice. get the same thing that they have. Um, and, I, and I knew that with a smaller ring, all of a sudden, if somebody needed a, to, to do a bar show and, and they have a full size 18 and that's too it. big, my ring would become an option and, and I might have the chance down the road to make a few bucks back. Nice. But when I did that, I opened up my backyard initially to just guys in the area that had some training under their belt gotcha. that just needed to get an extra session in or maybe they didn't get their dues paid this month to go up to Denver or they're having trouble going up to Denver because life because Denver was the only place you can train you know right now south of Denver and power is it for southern Colorado um the RCW guys have kind of something going on to train down wherever they're at, down in like the southern, southern parts of Colorado. Um, but I don't believe they have an official school. Um, so as far as an official school, Empower Pro Wrestling University is the official school in southern Colorado. Nice. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was the goal. And next thing you know, you know, Chris throws a couple extra people my way. And, and all of a sudden, you know, we finally get everything going after Chris was gone. We finally resumed talks and, and got everything going with Empower. And Eric felt like, Eric and Big Guns both felt like I needed to be the head trainer or to be the face from a trainer standpoint for Empower. And, and uh, you know, when, when people feel that, you know, even if you don't, and this, this applies to anything in life, if all of a sudden people feel like you need to be the person for that position even if you don't feel like you're qualified for that position you can get qualified for that yep. position so all of a sudden you know it's, it's like it it. it's the principle of teach to learn yeah you're faking it till you can make it but it's 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 teach to learn just like you would learn in seven habits right teach to learn so all of a sudden i find myself studying just as much if not more um nowadays because it's something that i may apply you know i will study certain seminars and all of a sudden, I, I either see something that, oh, I can be doing this better. And, and now I'm going to make a, a tweak with whatever I've been doing and improve what I've been teaching. Or it's just, it's a different version because you got a whole lot of stuff out there that is still 
quality stuff as far as a wrestling uh, standpoint, but if every single move was exactly the same, <laughs> it would probably be a little more boring. It would be a little But the boring. fact that all of these different wrestlers have different builds, have different athletic abilities, have different right. styles, have different looks, have different personalities, they have different wrestling styles too. You know, so I personally, I... I feel like it, an old school technical style fits me better. Um, and then, because I'm not a high flyer, I've never been a high flyer. Back before I got locked up, I was much bigger. It's you not know, always necessary. I was, I was 50, 60 pounds bigger, so I was just a bruiser back then. Right. Um, and now, you know, I'm not that big. I, I'm not going to get away with being a bruiser nowadays. No, I'm don't, a, don't bullshit us. <clears throat> You're on camera right now. You're a big dude. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and here's the thing, though. You will wind up seeing big dudes at some point. Have you guys got to meet Filter? Did you get to see Filter up close Not and personal person. uh, at, no. the, at the last CSW no, event? No, but I've met Filter's big guns. Is, I met big guns and goddamn. Well, <laughs> big guns is kind of short, but yes, he is a big dude. Right. And that, and when you got a big guy that's got a lower center of gravity, you just better hang on, because because <laughs> if he gets behind you, hey man, I I can't even count how many times I I got German suplexed by big guns. <laughs> You, there, there, are t you know, and that's one of those moves where I don't, I don't ever. That's not part of my arsenal, but thankfully I can take it, you know, because whether it's Big Guns or whether it's Marty the Moth. Mm. Did you guys see the triple threat with me and Big Guns and Marty the Moth for the oh, CSW title about a year ago? Great to watch. No, oh, no. oh, they they had a they had a a, a one-upsmanship competition with who could <laughs> German suplex me better. And I just got ping-ponged with German suplexes between Big Guns and Marty the Moth. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I just got dropped on my noggin, pretty much. So back to more of the training stuff. Uh, what's your favorite drills to run with the boys or anything that you just need to include that you think is important? Um, it's, it's conditioning. So um, a, lot of, uh, a lot of, depending on the situation, depending on what I feel needs to happen at the time, we will... We will go in as a warm-up with calisthenics right into, say, running ropes. Mm -hmm. You know, so all of a sudden you are half-gassed, and now you got to run the ropes 20, 30 times. Um, and then you're going to be completely gassed and then do other stuff. Because in a, in a match, you need to, even though you're gassed, after you run a 15-minute main event match against Marty the Moth, at the end of the match, you Love still you still need to be able to go. You, you still you have need, no choice. That's what you're there you for. Need to, you expected. need to be able to push yourself full speed and, and finish that thing up. Um, and so that, that's, what it, that's what it comes down to. So, um, and, and as I say that, you know, I, there are a lot of schools out there that, that push the conditioning way harder than I do. Um, because if all of a sudden I run this full crazy conditioning, which I'm 46 years old and I'm, and I'm trying to balance my family life, so if I'm doing this crazy conditioning and then I go home and I've got nothing left for the family and then all of a sudden I'm so exhausted, I, I, I'm struggling to get through my work day, you know, it, it's different. But, um, you know, if you're coming in and you're brand new, and, and for those of you who may be thinking about becoming a professional wrestler, if you come to Empower and you train with me, no, I'm not going to be running you ragged until you're puking. Yeah. There's only been a couple guys ever that wound up having to run to the puke bucket. You're not so gonna. You're not going to be stretching it, it too hard. No, it's yeah. no, no. It's um, you're going to learn how to work right. You're going to learn how to work safe. You need to be in shape, but we build you up to that. 
You know, I'm not a complete drill sergeant to where I'm yelling at you to, to get your squats lower and, and all of that stuff. You will progress. You will get to the point where you can do Jimbo's 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, or, or whatever, where it's like 50 squats, 40 toe touches, 30 squats, 20 toe touches, 10 jump squats, boom, 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 nonstop. Wow. And then, and then we go into core. You got to have a good core. You got to have uh, neck strength. So core, neck bridges, stuff like that. That's just fundamental. It doesn't matter what school you go to. Certain things are fundamental roles. You know, you're going to have basic roll warm-ups that are going to be pretty close no matter where you go. Everybody's going to throw maybe their little spin on it, their own little... You have to. Their own little hot sauce or whatever. That's what I like to call it. You know, if, if I'm training you and you're learning the basics, you're going to learn the bare basics. And once you get the bare basics down... Then you can work on a, a modification that fits your style. You can put your own hot sauce on it um, because ultimately we all need to have our own style. We need to still be fundamentally sound because when you get in there, certain things have to happen. Five very basics off the top of your head. Okay, so number one, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bounce this back to you real quick. But cool, let's do, the it. Very, let's do it. The very first bare basic that, that you would see, the very first foundational thing in a match. Taking a bump. No, oh, running the ropes. I feel uh, like the flip or the, you know, you do the the, the, the lockup, the collar and oh, elbow lockup, <laughs> the lockup. Yes, the lockup. I so got the, it. I the got first, it. The, so <laughs> right off the bat, you're gonna learn rules. So a uh, day one, if if you were to come in and you start out day one, ultimately you may or may not start learning how to run ropes, and and it's all about just getting your footwork down and all of that. Once you get your footwork down, you can speed up, and next thing you know, you're running ropes. But you're gonna learn the collar and elbow lockup. Once you see a collar and elbow lockup, <clears throat> you're you're probably going to see it go into one of two things. Uh, so all of a sudden, drag, uh, headlock. You're gonna it could go into a headlock. So now now this we hit number number two and three are, are tied because they're interchangeable. Mm -hmm. Or you may see a wrist lock. Right, mm -hmm. you just work in the wrist. Yeah. Them, so yeah. after the lockup, either the headlock or a wrist lock. So after that, boom, boom, boom. So then from there. From a headlock, uh, you could uh, you can escape elbow, from it, go from the, the back. You can uh, you can shoot them into the ropes, yeah. or you can take them over. Headlock takeover. Yeah. So boom, headlock takeover. From a wrist lock, you can go into a hammerlock. So as as far as like actual wrestling holds, boom. That's that's probably the five basic wrestling holds. Okay. Um, after that, you have rope running, you have bumping, you have rolls, rolls, bumps. Um, to a degree, that's interchangeable. You have to be able to do certain types of rolls but bare basics a front roll and a back roll it's almost like a good old-fashioned somersault when you were a kid so how, how do you feel about the new japan pro young lion program man well you know what it's been around for forever i think so i i, I haven't been watching new J some people have been watching new japan for like 10 years yeah right. um so i've been trying to watch um new japan as much as anything else nowadays but didn't Jay White start out in the yep. yes, Young Lion program? So did, and uh, this is something that we're big on. Some of you, the main guys now, that's where on, they started. We're big on honor, and one of my favorite things is that Juice uh, was it was he C J Parker? I can't remember his <laughs> yeah, name. Or yeah. he was in. He got fired from NXT. He actually <clears throat> didn't give a shit. He's like, you know what? You guys don't want to work with me. They fired his ass. He wanted to leave anyway. They hire him in New Japan, and they're like, yeah, we'll put you on the roster. He's like, no, 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 no. I want to be a Young Lion, and they're like, excuse me. 
He's like, no, like you can be on the, no, no, I want to be in the line. He's making the food. He's doing the laundry. He's in the back of the bus. And you see those like from like four years I ago. I didn't know that, but that's, they, dude, that's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. That's, you, that's awesome. You'll see him. You'll see like one of the early Okada matches where like Jay White and Juice, after getting the dog shit beat out of them earlier in the day, are there like ice packs, helping it. everyone out, keeping people back. And that sort of brand loyalty is what I want. What I wanted to present to you. How you feel about that? Is there any sort of uh, similar program in Colorado Springs wrestling, or is it just the fact that you're involved with Colorado Springs that you are, are part of the family? For for me, just the fact that I'm a I'm a Springs native. You know, I've I've basically for the most part I've lived in the Springs my whole life. Other than you know, I, I shipped out for military training at one point in time. Um, I got shipped out of state while I was incarcerated at one point in time because they ran out of bed space in Colorado and huh. shipped some folks off to Oklahoma for a while. Where in but, Oklahoma uh, were you? Uh, Sayre. Oh, um, shit. Yeah. I'm from Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, you poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, it's a, they, they have a CCA there in, uh, in Sayre, um, uh, Corrections Corporation of America. So, you know, it, pros and cons, um, you made more money, you had more perks to a degree, but you're out in the middle of nowhere and it's hard to get family visits mm. um, out in Oklahoma right. uh, for most people. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, this, this has always been my home. You know, I lived in Denver for a little bit. Um, I was at a point um, back, I believe it was 2001, where all of a sudden I had gotten laid off um, and I knew there was a Denver company that I could get on with and I could be closer to the wrestling scene. Mm -hmm. So I moved in with another wrestler um, and started working with another wrestler who was also an electrician. And that was the best fit for me at that particular time. But Springs has always been my home, man. Um, so, you know, I, I graduated from Palmer in 91. So all of a sudden to not only have wrestling back in town, but it's Colorado Springs wrestling. So check this out, man. And and you know you're always going to have different views about how you know the CSW title sometimes gets billed as a world title. Sure. Why so, not? So so here's the Why thing. Not? Here's here's the thing though. The CSW title and and I think some people the the hardcore fans understand that the CSW title has been defended in multiple states. Big Guns um, had the ability to defend it all over the place when he was champ. He was champ for one or two days short of a year. He took it outside of the state whenever he could. So, keep one, talking about yes. this, and I'm going to get us some water and some more coffee. Okay, outstanding. Yeah. So, the fact that the CSW title has been defended in multiple states, it, based off of that, has national status. You know, some will argue, well, it's got kind of like central U.S. status. Well, mm -hmm. technically, it also has national status. It's just like the same argument can be made if, if you have the opportunity to take it to Mexico. You know, you it basically is... North American status, or <laughs> it still is technically international status. It's in the world. International still means world. Um, so th the title has national status, although I don't believe you're ever going to see CSW grow beyond Colorado Springs Wrestling because Chris made CSW, Colorado Springs Wrestling, to give Colorado Springs Wrestling back, to bring quality wrestling back to Colorado Springs and to give Colorado Springs something of its own. So no matter no matter how big the title gets, no matter how big the status gets, because it gets defended in, in multiple states, I don't believe you'll ever see the name change out of honor to Chris and his original vision. But the CSW title 
has national status. If a title has national status, you will see a title with national status get world title claims. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's really not that far fetched based off of what a lot of other promotions do. So there was a point in time where I was like, well, you know, the CSW need to grow bigger than Colorado Springs. Out of honor to Chris and his original vision, I don't think that'll ever happen. And as long as you understand, thank you so much. As thank long you. as you understand, um, you know, the original vision and why CSW will stay Colorado Springs Wrestling. Um, I, I absolutely can see Colorado Springs Wrestling having a World Heavyweight Championship. Where do you want Colorado Springs to go in terms of, like, what's the big picture? It does, is, is there an idea of how far you want to push it? it? Do you guys want to get on the GSN network with now the Impact thing? I know that, uh, that uh, Rocky Mountain Pro is no longer showing their, their new episodes on there anymore. Uh, they're, they're just not there anymore. After they updated yeah, it the impact, it's it's gone. Uh, Achilles said they might not have uh, updated their contract, which really bummed me out because those shows were amazing. And now we just got to watch it on Twitch. Okay. Well, and and I know I had heard about the whole RMP is on live TV, which is that what was that what was the channel again? Uh, Twitch. It's on Twitch. Just if, if for for our listeners, if you're not familiar with Twitch, just get a PlayStation or an Xbox and. Or you can just stream it live. It's 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 basically like public broadcasting for video game nerds and wrestling people and people right. into comics and that sort of thing. And it's wonderful. But I was but I th I thought they had an actual TV station. Uh, from, on top of that, from, I, I'm not familiar about that, so I can't comment on that. I, all I know is that when I first found it, that it was on Twitch, and you had to get the GSN, which is now the Impact one. And once they updated it to Impact, Impact Plus, yeah. and the, the new episodes just disappeared after like January 28th they're just they're not there wow okay yeah. I don't I don't keep up with that as much as I should probably well um, there's a lot <laughs> but, there's a lot but I mean man the internet is so the world wide web is, is a worldwide platform and there's so much stuff out there nowadays you don't have to have a TV deal uh, to be worldwide you. with your product. Agreed. You know, ultimately, and I know it's in the works, um, you know, CSW is like a lot of other indie promotions as far as, like, size and budget. Thank you. Um, so it's a matter of, of fitting everything into your budget with being able to put a production together. But I know I've, um, I've made mention of hopefully seeing a, an official YouTube channel. Because a lot of good indie promotions, they run shows off of a YouTube channel. Right. Rocky Mountain Pro, um, I believe that's how their show started. Was and they were, you know, new uh, Revolution Wrestling NRW was the original form of RMP. Um, and so you will, if you go back far enough, you will see their stuff being NRW. But <laughs> that's what they did. They had they had a YouTube channel. Um, so with a YouTube channel and a Twitch channel. There's so much, like, the sky's the limit with that. Um, so hopefully we're seeing in the near future, the, the very near future, we're actually seeing CSW shows in production. That'd be amazing. And, and, and that's the thing. As long as you have the right people who know how to do that, which I don't know how to do any of that stuff um, production-wise, but hopefully you see folks... Um, be able to get brought in to produce uh, an actual show and that's that's step one because then from there you get to get you get to see, get seen globally right. um, 
based off of just just that, man. Iron Hills. Yes. A little bit confused about how the setup's going on because <clears throat> I know that we've got Iron Hills, we've got Color Swings Wrestling, but you guys collaborate really well. What's where's so, the line in the sand from one company to another? Um. In a nutshell, they are their own promotions, and I don't, I mean, what you're going to see as far as collaboration goes, I know uh, Randy Rude. Oh, love Randy. Randy, Randy what's going Randy, on, brother? Randy Rude's um, Rude Awakening, it started out um, with CSW, but once he became the general manager of Iron Hills, it went over to Iron Hills. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that you're going to see the Rude Awakening broadcast from a CSW event. Hmm. Um, as far as I know, I don't think there are plans in the works to have a, a super show between the two. Um, anything going on. But you guys get along. You guys, you guys take care of each other. Well, and I, I believe so. Um, you know, let's say there was a situation where, for whatever reason, ownership between promotions, they're just not the biggest fans of each other, you know, oh, because that's, that's life, man. You're, you can't be friends with everybody, right. but, business but there's mutual business is business and, and you can still maintain mutual respect. You can still get in there and, and work with somebody that you don't like on a personal level, but for the sake of respect within the business, um, and just respect for another professional wrestler, you can still get in there and work with somebody. Let's talk about respect. Uh, one of the things that, we're talking about it with Achilles. Uh, how do I put it? Facebook bullshit. Oh, the drama. Drama. I mean, like, are, are y'all teaching them to, to okay, you got to realize what you can and cannot say on social media? Is there any particular gag type thing you've got on it? And say, you know, you keep this within this parameters, don't go this far. I mean, because there's been some really weird drama on Facebook since I started following everything, and I... It pisses me off. I mean, it's it's just like if, if you want to get over, or even just say that I want to get over, and then you're burying yourself, talking shit, you're you're starting fires, and then bitching, and then just bitching. Like, how are you helping these guys with that? There there can be a situation where you know if somebody they're doing what they're doing, you know, sometimes there's nothing you can do, you know, so. At the, at the end of the day, if you were, if, and, and I want to believe that any veteran out there knows what, what needs to happen, mm -hmm. understands respect, under, knows what needs to happen, um, you can cut a promo without burying your opponent. Right. Um, so that, and, you know, that may or may not tie into this, but, it, you know, at the end of the day, if you're young, go train. If you're not training, don't expect to get booked. Right. Fair. If you're not getting booked, don't complain about not getting booked if you're not training and not getting booked. If there is somebody out there willing to book you and you're not training, just be thankful and, and, and do the best with what you got. Because you know what? It's real, real life. You know, not everybody, because wrestling training is not cheap. No. But... At the end of the day, you will always hear the stories of, of what wrestlers had to go through to get their training complete. One of the guys, when I, when I was in Denver, um, this was the CWO. So, so um, a quick little history of how Jimbo got to where Please. he's at. So I started training in 1998. 
with the American Wrestling Alliance out of Westminster, Colorado. Um, I am the provider, Joey. He that's where he got his start as well. I don't know. Have you guys ever been up to a Primo show? No. Okay. He's at seen some it. point, I, I bet no, you will. I've not been there. I, at some point, I'm sure you will. Um, yeah. Because Primos, hey, when I came back, I got I got my return into professional wrestling with Primos. Um, and and right now, I'm in a better situation, getting to stay closer to home and getting to work with two great uh, promotions. Uh, but if, if my schedule changes, because straight up, it's it's hard for me to go to Denver and wrestle on a Sunday night and to get back up 5 o'clock in the morning yep. on, on a Monday morning and go back to work climbing up and down a ladder all day. Because my, my back gets to a point where it locks up, and uh, and it's just it's it's just grueling for a guy at, at my age. Um, but um, to go back in time, so I trained with a guy named Dan Casados, who was trained by Loverboy Dennis of the original Midnight Express. A lot of people don't know Loverboy Dennis lives in Colorado. Huh. I believe it's in the Brighton area, but still somewhere in the Denver area. Um, and then I made my professional wrestling debut in 1999 in Lodo at a place, I don't know if it's still around, um, near Coors Field called, it was originally called Music Hall Lodo. Um, there was a Hooters by Coors Field back in the day. Sounds like a good place a, to go eat. Across the street, it depends, and I'll get into that in a minute. It depends. It depends on the situation. Across the street and a block or two over. Um, but then there was a little corner dive bar that, that was like a little concert venue kind of called Music Hall Lodo. It became the Bash Nightclub uh, a year or two later. Huh. Um, and that's where we did our venues for the summer of 99. Um, and then... I made the mistake of going over to Hooters one day and eating before wrestling, oh. and uh, and having a nervous stomach and having Hooters chicken in your stomach is a horrible combination. You guys can figure out the rest. Oh, Imagine wow. the worst case scenario. That's uh, probably what happened. Well, let's see. Yeah, no, and, and yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I, it, it, it came up on me. Oh. Um, in the ring, it, it didn't come out the other end, thankfully. That's but, but, and, yeah, and no. And one ball fell out at the same time. <laughs> oh my goodness. So anyway, so nowadays, part of my preparation, and and I got, you know, I, I just had a couple times too many where something came up in the ring. I don't go to the ring with food in my stomach. I, I'm careful with, with what I do throughout the day. Um, solid food is minimal. Protein drinks are heavy uh, so that my stomach is pretty much empty. And then I just make sure that I don't have random chunks of whatever in my right. stomach. Because if you're not feeling good, your stomach may quit digesting for the day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If for whatever reason you've got something coming on, that's the, one of the first things the body's going to do. It's not going to absorb anything as, as a defense mechanism. You might not throw it up, but but you will all of a sudden realize that you ate something 12 hours ago and it's still completely intact in your stomach. Oof. Um, so I let's, go to the ring on an empty stomach. Let's talk about the Colorado Springs roster. Okay. So real quick, um, you're going to see a lot because Colorado as a whole is deep with talent. Um, I agree. I agree. Colorado as a whole, and, and for a long time it was – all in Denver. Mm -hmm. So now you've got a lot in the Springs, and it's just C it's CSW and it's Iron Hills, but you've got a lot of talent that will wrestle at a lot of the same shows. So um, as far as like a, a pure CSW roster that you're not going to find on other rosters, I don't know that you're really going to find that. 
but I will say right now, for the most part, Jimbo, you're only going to see Jimbo on a CSW and an Iron Hills roster. Awesome. At, at some point, you know, I there's a couple other promotions I want to get in with or, or make my return to, um, schedule permitting. But, okay, so back to your question. Yeah, like, uh, tell us about the roster. Uh, who are some up-and-comers? Who uh, Obviously, you've been oh, talking so, about favorites. So, like, who are so, the top guys right now who are right up-and-comers? Listen, I, if, if I have the opportunity uh, to preach about one guy, to put over one guy, there's more than one guy. And so at, at some point I'm going to have to talk about more than one guy. But the first guy I'm going to talk to is Logan Austin. Talk about, anyway, Logan okay. Austin. 17-year-old Logan Austin who's been wrestling for over a year now, who started training at the age of 14, who was, Badass. was crazy. seemingly afraid of his own shadow at one point in time and, uh, and would get corrected in training sessions up in Denver. And uh, all of a sudden, you'd correct him, and you'd be like, sorry. You know, and, and one of the trainers one day was like, quit saying sorry. And I cracked a joke about, hey, if you say sorry again, I'm going to chop you. <laughs> and all of a sudden, oh, no, chop, all, chop. all of a sudden, chop, chop. all of a sudden, Tommy was like, you know what? Yeah. Say sorry again. Jimbo's going to chop you. <laughs> so uh, next thing you know, man, and it was all over Facebook at the age of 14, this, this scrawny little 14 year old, his chest was lit up. Chop shop, baby. People, man. people are, are commenting like, ain't that child abuse? <laughs> no, his dad, his dad signed the waiver. Yeah. So, no, it, it's not. But, um, Colorado United too was to benefit his family because his mom passed away um, with from cancer. Um, Fuck cancer. Um, exactly, but man, he's he's 17 years old and he's amazing, and he's respectful. He's a good kid. He understands respect, and whatever I can do to help put that kid over, I'm gonna do that. I'll design a T-shirt for him. What's that? I'll design a T-shirt for him. Dude. Nice. So I don't know when we're gonna see Logan Austin back in the CSW ring because right right now um, CSW Friday nights at the playing field typically these shows run six matches right instead of seven matches so you don't see wrestlers quite as often as you might in a different situation um, so. You were going to see Curtis Cole, I believe, make his return to CSW. Awesome. And so, have you guys got to see Curtis Cole up in Denver? Not live, no. Okay. Uh, But you got to see Curtis Cole down here. Actually, at the the, uh, memorial event, um, I saw him wrestle there. That's how I actually found out. He wrestled Ryzen, I believe. Yeah. So, dude, Yeah. yeah. Just on a quick note, what Rob Ryzen has done, uh, because he's a Colorado guy. Right. Did a lot of ACW stuff here in town. Um, re- reached out at one point in time. I was like, dude, wrestling is back in the springs. I want to be involved. Nice. You know, he lives in Florida. So bringing a Rob Ryzen in costs more money than than a lot of the great talent that we have here in the state. But they they do. You will see Rob Ryzen at some point by summertime, barring unforeseen circumstances. I believe you're going to see Rob Ryzen back in a CSW ring. Awesome. Well, no, I, let me not say this year. It yeah. might not be by summer. Um, our big event, CSW's big event, if you guys don't know, is Halloween Slam Bash in October. It's the inaugural event, the very first event ever. I believe it was 2016, Halloween Slam Bash. So that's our granddaddy. 
Um, I don't know if it's going to be at the hillside or at the playing field, but that's the big event. You may see Ryzen at Slambash. Um, otherwise, before then, I don't. You will see him Perfect. by Slambash, I believe, barring unforeseen circumstances. Curtis Cole, though, you know, he's a local talent. Hey, it's hard to say, man. You see some of these guys, all of a sudden, they're doing big things. Do you guys know who Royce Isaacs is? And, I, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna plug Royce Isaacs, even though Royce That's Isaacs hardly ever gets back in Colorado. And you you will have because you got so many different personalities. Not everybody's gonna like everybody, but I've always gotten along great with Royce Isaacs. He's a great worker. He's a great all-around wrestler. He's a power guy, but Brawler. he's just he's yeah. But he's he's just he's just very strong. I I believe I've I've seen Drew McIntyre mimic one of his moves. When nice. when, you, when you see the suplex to a guy that's on his knees. Oh. Have you seen Drew McIntyre do that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, Royce Isaacs has been doing that for a while. Nice. Huh. I haven't seen Drew McIntyre doing that for more than six months. Yeah. What about just, the women just wrestlers? Saying. Oh my goodness. Oh, so real quick, if you guys don't know, Royce Isaacs made it to the finals of the Crockett Cup. Oh. With uh, uh this Bram. past one. Yeah, Bram, what's his, uh, Thomas Latimer? Or, yep. Yep. So it depends. He will go by Bram or Thomas Latimer. Right. Royce Isaacs and Thomas Latimer made it to the finals against Villain Enterprises in the Crockett Cup. Oof, okay, so, but, and, and, and this is why I'm saying that Royce Isaacs was the very first CSW heavyweight champion. Oh, that's awesome. And then, and then Marty the Moth was the next CSW heavyweight champion. So the CSW heavyweight title, the CSW heavyweight title has just straight up a lot of prestige. Danger Dean is a former CSW heavyweight champion. Big guns, good grief, a year. Uh, Delta Junior right now is, is possibly our most prolific CSW heavyweight champion to date. Um, so right there, CSW heavyweight title, super, super prestigious. The ladies, um, man, one that I'm, I'm hoping that we get to see real soon, and she's making waves. She just hasn't been back down to the springs yet. Monica, I'm not sure. Rye? I'm looking her up right now. What is her? Jess was looking at her. She Abaddon. Rye Monica Lotus. Oh, oh, Abaddon. Uh, yeah, Abad that one. A so Abaddon, um, I, I am sure you're going to see down here, but the Duchess, Simone Lockhart, hmm. is, in, in my opinion, phenomenal. Anyone else? Like, put people over, man. That's what we're here for. So... Right now, uh, top girls in the area, though. Daisy is a Springs girl. Whether you think she's crazy or not, <laughs> Daisy Daisy is just a solid wrestler all the way around. Daisy is actually an assistant trainer at Empower. You're not. It, she's got a, a, a hectic schedule. Um, to my knowledge, she's doing a whole lot of. So if you don't know, if you don't follow Bad Boys Wrestling (BBOW). They're back on the scene, full bore, but they are starting up a Bad Girls of Wrestling division. So huh. it's it, it's almost like a separate Bad Girls of Wrestling brand based off of Bad Boys of Wrestling. Uh, but Daisy is doing a lot of stuff with, with them, as well as Shade. You guys got to see Shade? I have not. I have not. Shade, Shade is, is outstanding. Um, she is a member of uh, the Cult Awaits You. Okay. Um, just just solid, solid wrestler. They both um, got their start with Rocky Mountain Pro or NRW, depending on how long they've been around. 
um, and I don't know, Daisy has branched away from them. Um, she is an assistant trainer down here, uh, but her schedule is hectic. So if you get in and you want to train with, um, with Empower, uh, at some point you will get to work out with Daisy. Uh, you may nice. get to Animal Sam may even pop in to, to help uh, with some training as well. Um, and Damian Malice um, nice. is also an assistant trainer. That's um, Because cool. uh, I don't think I had a chance to mention that earlier. Damian Malice, the brand new Iron Hills Strong Style champ. Um, and a guy who is absolutely making waves just everywhere. In the state, I believe he's, he's getting to do stuff up in Primos now. Um, so... Uh, Logan Austin, I've just I've known that kid from his beginning, but Damian Malice is a guy who started training with me in my backyard, transitioned over to Empower. He's an assistant trainer. He's the strong style champ. So real quick, I just wanted to throw that out there. But as far as the ladies, man, um, the ladies scene overall is deep in Colorado. Um, they go hard. Daisy, they go Shade, hard. Tarantula. Mm -hmm. Tarantula will will knock a dude. Terry, what's up? <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, yeah. So Tarantula will straight up knock a dude silly, um, and and I believe I believe she is the number one contender right now for the CSW women's title. I thought she was hurt. She's hurt, but I believe I saw a post saying that that she's out injured. But as soon as she's back, she's gonna get a title shot. Nice. And nice. right now. Way to not bury <clears throat> someone that got hurt. God, it pisses me off when they get hurt and they get punished. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to pay for this earlier. I'm trying to remember uh, the CSW women's champion. Oh, I'm so sorry. This is Cowboy Johnny Mantell's wife, and that's why I'm like, how can I forget? Tigress, <laughs> Tigress Lords out of Texas is... This gal is amazing. She... Um, I don't know what her schedule is like and, and if she's going all over the country, but that's why you're not necessarily right now going to see the CSW Women's Champion um, at a show. Gotcha. Because the champ is out of a different state doing a lot of stuff. Hmm. But she is a solid veteran who's just been around for years. And don't don't take the older, whether it's a man, whether it's a woman, don't no, take don't, don't count the older wrestlers out because they will twist you up, oh, yeah. tie you in a knot, and just do all sorts of horrible things to you, <laughs> and then let everybody laugh at you as a result. Um, so Tigress Lords absolutely will will wreck you. Um, so that's going to be amazing at some point to get to see Tara challenge Tigress Lords. That'll be um, awesome. It doesn't matter to get to see Daisy go after the title, to get to see mm -hmm. Shade go after the title, to get to see Tara go after the title. At some point, I anticipate... The Duchess getting to be in a CSW ring. There was a girl I um, saw a year or so ago. Um, she had the the goth look, you know, the painted face with the skull. Um, a match with Daisy and I think someone else. It was a triple threat CSW. And I just I forget who she is, but now everyone's got that gimmick. I mean, oh, impacts full of them. Um, that was Unholy Trinity. Yes. I don't. I do not yes. know if she is still active in in wrestling or oh, not. Wow. Okay. I, I want to talk about your keen eye because you're you're putting people over when you see someone. Whether you're training them, whether they've surpassed your training and have moved on, what is your eye looking for that tells you that someone has got the goods? Well, you know, ultimately, you've got so many different wrestling styles. So Logan Austin, for one, he, he's one example of how you see this kid come in 
and he's a 14-year-old kid, super shy and all that, but he sticks with it. Once training is over, he's pulling out the crash pad, he's going up to the top rope, and he's, and he's trying stuff, and he's doing crazy flips, and he's, and he's wrecking. He's wrecking. It's a, it's a plane wreck at first, but look at what the kid does now. It's ridiculous. Um, Damien Malice uh, all of a sudden is, is training with me, and this guy has, has been wrestling since he was about four years old. You know he's and and I and he did him right. I immediately I immediately shot Big Guns a message saying we got a new guy and he's like a smaller, more cut version of you with an uh, an extensive amateur wrestling background, and and I don't remember word for word what his response was, but it was something along the lines of badass. Nice. So I I knew that Logan Austin was going to get to this point. Once he's out of high school, it, it, we might not get to see him here in Colorado on a regular basis because he's probably going to wind up being all over the place, getting picked up by somebody. He may choose to move to Florida. you got a lot of options if you move to Florida. Right. Um, Would you want him to move to Florida? No. Um, well, no, I can't say that, man. I mean, what, what is best for you? Because as we know now, you know, you don't have to ever sign with the WWE to my, be at the point. top of my the point. business. My point. Exactly. So, but but here's the thing: Rob Ryzen is in Florida, and and you know you've got he gets NXT work down there, but he gets Impact work down there at the same time. Hmm. So he get he gets work with two different promotions by living in Florida, um, and and then you know I don't know offhand what the overall wrestling scene is like down there. Um, Florida, for being as big as it is, I believe has a lot of wrestling. Uh, I think the overall quality of Colorado, though. Is is up there with with most states, most regions. That's what Achilles was saying. Like he's like yeah. he's tired of people <clears throat> thinking that Colorado's not a wrestling uh, state. He's tired of people not taking it seriously outside of Colorado, and that's one of the main points he wanted to be on the podcast for. Right. At, at some point, the world's gonna know. At some point, the world's gonna know, and and that's why at the same time, you know, I'm like, at, at some point. The CSW title is going to get defended in even more states. At some point, hopefully, the, the opportunity comes to take it outside of the United States. Um, I don't have a passport. So, you know, as much as I want to be the guy to do that, maybe I'm not the best guy to do that. But at some point, that's going to happen. And at some point, world title status is, is going to be more legitimate than it is now. Um, and, and the fact that I believe you can still let it be Colorado Springs Wrestling but have a title that is bigger than that because it's going to remain Colorado Springs wrestling out of tradition and out of honor right. for our original founder, Christopher Javis senior and his original vision to just bring badass wrestling to Colorado Springs and give Colorado Springs something of its own, its own thing. Um, and I, and I think you're going to see it that way, That's what we want. but, but to get it to a bigger platform and that may take years. What, what RMP is doing now is absolutely phenomenal. Um, great and production. And, and it's, great production. And it's taken them a while to get there. It's, it's taken them a while to get there, um, and they just plug away. They just plug away at it. Um, and, and as long as we are plugging away at it, you know, sometimes you want to take these huge leaps right now. It, it, it doesn't always happen. Sometimes you have to just make sure that your footing is sure and that you're just plugging away and that you're steadily moving forward. You know, so getting getting a, a show out there and getting the platform bigger at, at some point and, and once the world sees Colorado Springs wrestling, oh 
the CSW title, Colorado Springs Wrestling. That's what that is. It means something. They're badass. Yeah. They're badass. <laughs> yeah. Um, Marty DeMoth was a CSW champ. Royce Isaacs was a CSW champ. You know, I don't know that Jimbo Lucas is ever going to get to that that point. I think you're he already never, there. You just hey man, giving yourself the credit. Well, and, and, and the thing is, is you know, can I get to that point with, with for the most part, staying in Colorado? Maybe. You know, it, it depends. I'm, I'm absolutely open, you know, uh, for me to leave the state. Uh, the, the bookings have to be right. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely open to all of that. You're just not li as likely to see Jimbo hitting the road as you are some of these younger guys, like Achilles. Achilles is, is on, he's, he's, get, he's getting on the road. He's, 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 he's done stuff in Utah. Utah Utah's got some great wrestling going on. That's where Marty lives, right? Um, yeah. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, devotion, devotion is 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 a uh, is is a great promotion out there because you know one of their big guys, Vig. Hey, you will see Vig, Big Vig. You will see Big Vig in a CSW ring or in an Iron Hills ring. You will see Manny Lemons in a CSW ring or an Iron Hills ring. Manny Lemons was was the Iron Hills Strong Style champ. He beat Chewy for that title. And nobody expected Damian Malice to come in. And he, he's he got all the tools. It's just not everybody knows who he is yet. Yeah. So well, he's a bit of a sleeper right now. And that's not always going to be the case. But he, he can get in there with anybody. I want to talk about Jimbo. You put everyone else over. You haven't put yourself over. Let's, uh, how did you find wrestling? Well, so First memory. <clears throat> my, so my first memory of wrestling is probably at my aunt, my aunt Liz. <clears throat> If any family members are, are out there, my Aunt Liz, um, my Uncle Savino down in Pueblo was a huge NWA fan. And if you were at Aunt Liz's house on the weekend, on a Saturday, he was watching the 4 p.m. TBS Beautiful. World nice. Championship Wrestling broadcast of the NWA. And so at the time, I liked it, but I wasn't hooked. Right. What got me hooked was oh. I just, my, my parents ran motels for a lot of years. Um, and, and we would go through phases where we just had, we just had full access to cable, to everything, pay-per-views, all oh. that stuff. So all of a sudden, I saw WrestleMania three. Oh! I saw WrestleMania three. Oh! Oh! And oh, boom. oh! 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 Hook, line, and sinker, man. That was it. And and that's so. the thing. After that, I wasn't just hooked on the WWF. I was hooked on wrestling. So Macho Man and Macho Man, Steamboat, Hogan, Steamboat. Andre. Jeez. Dude, that's. Right there. That's that. That's a way. That's a way to, to get in there and get to see some wrestling. And but after that, man, it was it was the NWA. You know that one of those deals where you're like, why does that ref look like that ref? Oh damn, they're twins. They're twins. Twin refs in different promotions. That's crazy. <laughs> Two Hebners, goddamn it. One then, of them's driving the getaway car. <laughs> and then and then the whole thing when they brought Earl over to the WWF. That was. If you didn't know what was going on, if you didn't watch the NWA, your mind was probably completely blown. But yeah, man, NWA, AWA, world class. Like, if I could find wrestling, even if it was a rinky dink, not so great promotion somewhere, I didn't care. Sometimes I wanted better. to see I wanted to see all of it. And and all of a sudden, when you see these smaller promotions and you realize what's out there, you go out and you buy a Pro Wrestling Illustrated and you read about because back then, to keep up on all this other stuff, you didn't have the internet. It was Pro I mean, Wrestling Illustrated. Dude, I mean, the stuff we can do now, like YouTube is, is my main source of, I study everything on YouTube. Um, 
but you know back then you know to keep up with oh damn you know the WWC's got a, a world title out of Puerto Rico that's badass mm-hmm. you know and, and yeah. all of a sudden you're just reading all of this stuff and you're like look at all these promotions <laughs> you, it, WXW it, progress if, if you be, well and, and yeah. back and the back then it was you know the stuff down in the south and in and, and all of that um a lot of, a lot of the stuff down in the south but you know the Pacific Northwest and and that stuff's been around forever um and all of a sudden you're realizing if I become a professional wrestler there's a lot of smaller territories that you can be a wrestler in and you can be a wrestler and it you don't this isn't all you have you've got all of this you know and and so i would just be like